0: Welcome back family. You are getting ready to tune into a new conversation for you. For those of you who don't know, I'm your girl Sabrina J. And uh, before you go any further to listen into uh, this episode, um, I just want to take a moment to say that it's been a joy to serve our young adult community at water of life through this podcast and thank you thank you for taking time to listen in thank you for taking the time to share it thank you for even providing feedback uh, every ounce of any engagement has been so appreciative so I want to say from the bottom of my heart thanks now if this is your first time tuning into the podcast I want to say welcome and also give you a little insight of what we do on conversations for you uh, the best way I can describe our podcast is that it's literally an extension of the table talk discussions that we have Thursday nights at YA uh, after every sermon or after every series. And so, with the podcast, we we just love to create a space to invite special friends and guests and and those within our young adult community to reflect on their highlighted moments of the sermon and ways that they've been responding to uh, what's been communicated and the ways that they've been applying what god has said for their life and where they are along their journey and so with that in mind let's recap the bet series Week one, Pastor Matt started things off with Bet I Won't Believe, and he asked us to just believe God to do the impossible in our lives. Week two, Victoria Miller followed up with Bet I Won't Go, and she challenged us to seriously get off of the sidelines of our lives and get into the game and go fulfill all that God has purposed and designed for you to do. And then week three, Jakeem told a story about a blind man um, that was healed by Jesus, and he said simply bet I won't tell somebody. And that's what we have for this episode. Uh, One of our dear friends within our community, our young adult community, uh, we invited her to come on and tell somebody her story. And so if you're ready to dig deeper, let's go. Well, for those of you who don't know, This is your girl, Tabrina J. And, um, this series, I hope you guys really enjoy because if you understand the struggle it took to make sure we got this done, um, yeah, you would, you would understand perseverance for sure. Definitely. Um, that's what we had to do. And I have to for sure give a shout out to my girl, Brie. I know we've had conversations off the record and mm. I already shared with you to see you from when we first met to who you are now, it's like night and day. You could really see God's hand and just your glow. And so I just want people to hear uh, a little bit more of your story and just how this series, like it's literally what you're walking through, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, First and foremost, um, introduce yourself. Introduce yourself and let everyone know how long you've been coming to YA, what was formerly known as PURE. Um, Yeah, and what has your experience been
1: so far? Okay, so I'm Bree. Yes. (laughs) I've been with YA for about seven months now, and um, honestly, when I first came, I was like really closed off. I didn't really want to get to know anybody. I would leave like... after service was over and now like it's like how I'm like I've grown so much Um, I stay and help stack chairs (laughs) Yes, Um, yes. I um, honestly I love it the people there I love it I've met so many wonderful people Um, also like you your sister Tori um, the leaders of my small group that I go to and I love so much
0: I didn't Mm -hmm. pay her to say my name, y'all. I promise. No,
1: No, you didn't. But, like, you, you, your sister, and Tori, like, have helped me a lot lot along this journey. Like, you guys, like... For a while I just needed someone to like hear me and you guys were those ears to hear me and you helped me along the way it was (laughs) a
0: privilege I mean it's still a privilege Mm -hmm. like to just be walking this whole journey with you and when um you know me and Kim we were having this discussion like oh who should we get and then I think it was just a joking like we were all in a conversation (laughs) together and he looked at you like and I was like no (laughs) no I won't And and then I'm looking back like that would work. Yes. Yeah. And you were hesitant for a while.
1: Well, because I keep saying that I'm shy. <laughs> now I know that I'm not. Um, Definitely not. No, like this is something I've never done, okay. and this is something I never thought I would do. Yeah. So that's why I was like, no. Nah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm open to it now. Yeah. And which is great because this is part one of
0: the bet series, and they'll hear your story. You. Please just flow um, and and freely express just, you know, what you think God really would want his sons and daughters to hear um, for this episode. So let's go into week one. Week one, Matt um, opened up the series with Bet I Won't Believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And the story was really wrapped around the four friends and uh, one of their friends was lame. Mm -hmm. And um, Jesus was teaching at, um, in a room or in a home or something and it was just crowded and they couldn't get the friend through so the friends were so daring enough and believed that Jesus was a healer and they made a hole in the roof and they lowered their friend down right and so for you who are those four friends for you that kind of helped you maybe believe something that you didn't believe are maybe not four friends but
1: how important are those friends to someone that might be like, is they're very important, very important. So I can say the start of my journey, it was me, just me. Mm-hmm. So I was just taking it upon myself just to believe. But what was in like the back of my head was like just like the words I would hear from going to YA, mm-hmm. or the uh, messages and like the stories I would hear from small groups. So like I was like, okay, if it's possible for them, it's possible for me, type of thing but it was me kind of like putting myself out there in a way and just like just trusting God just letting myself know that everything will be okay so like not necessarily did I have anyone in my corner to like start but I have it now Mm -hmm. and then like my core group of friends outside of church and in church like I wouldn't have it any other way it's like it's really important to have people there to hold you accountable to hold your hand to remind you that God is great and he is faithful and he will be there for you every step of the way
0: yeah so with you saying that at the beginning it kind of felt like it was just you trying to get to Jesus I guess on your own um what were you believing God to do like why were you so desperate to get to him what were you believing him to do for your life
1: at that moment Um, I think it was more so like just making making a change like within my household okay so like i feel like at the start of this which i've been like living for like i was living for a while i felt like my mom and my sister are keeping me in a box and i feel like they didn't want me to grow outside of what either they are comfortable with or like the norm of our family or whatever the case may be because i'm kind of like I say I'm like the black sheep of the family. just because like I think differently mm-hmm. and I like to do things differently yeah. and I don't like I don't like to be held back in a sense. Yeah. Like I want to be free. That's just how like, yeah. I Yeah. Right. <laughs> but
0: um free yourself, girl. Free <laughs> yourself.
1: <laughs> but they like to do things like
0: <laughs> structured Boring. <laughs> She's like no boxes over here okay? No yeah. but then
1: like for like Okay so my relationship with God All I knew was like what I relied on my mom To tell me mm-hmm. Like I didn't dare myself to like Read the Bible and figure out God for like For what I wanted him to be like, Or like to read and know who he was mm-hmm. It was like oh mom Like what about this and she'll tell me things But I think I was believing him To like make a change In my family did I know how that change was gonna go? No. But it went with like, okay, I'm gonna pick you up out of your family's house and I'm gonna put you elsewhere. <laughs> That's exactly how like it felt because it happened so fast. Like um, it was like a series of fights that were going on with me and my family. And then I remember one night, it was after small group, me and my sister got into a disagreement about like how small group went that night. And she felt like people shared too much. And I was like, no, people shared just enough where they feel like someone can help them or hear them or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it went bad. Mm -hmm. So I remember sitting in my car and I remember just crying. And I was just like, something has to change. Like, something needs to be different. Like, why is it that, like, in the moment me seeking you and me enjoying you, I kind of get, like, punished with my family. That's kind of like how it was. So then it went, I went inside and I remember the first thing my mom said was, why are you attacking your sister? And I'm just like, I'm not attacking her. <laughs> I felt like you were the villain in a sense. Yeah. Wow. So then like, I just remember like, I can't be here. I can't be here. So at that point I was believing God, like just like whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Like I, I think at that point I was just desperate for a change. So believing him for whatever. So then it went to like, <clears throat> I remember walking out of my mom's room saying like, I think it's best that I leave type of thing and she didn't say anything to me and I remember I went on a trip to Texas for about two weeks and I came back and all my stuff was packed but I didn't have anywhere in mind really to go like I didn't like I remember saying it but I didn't like okay this is gonna happen type of thing so I came back all my stuff was packed and I remember I wasn't I wasn't supposed to go home last year I was supposed to move in with this family that's where I was supposed to go and I remember like no like my mom saying she needs my help I have to go home so I went home but the family that I was supposed to move in was praying for me to move in with them Wow. because they wanted to last year, room. Last year. Mm-hmm. so like I remember I had, I reached out to them and I was like hey do you think it's okay if I come and I like I come and live with you guys and then she was like yes I've been praying for you all this stuff or whatever so like the same night I flew back home all I did was, once I got home from the airport, was grab my things, put them in my car, and I went to that family's house, which is now my family. I love them to Um. That's where I am now. So then I was just like, I remember there, I didn't have a bed, I was sitting on the floor, just like crying, like, what am I to do? Like, yeah. I didn't think like my mom would do this to me type of thing, and then I was like, whatever you want me to do, whatever, like, I was desperate, like, I would yeah. do whatever you want me to do. But how do you get to that
0: place to like believe him in the most, lo- it seems like it was a lonely time. It was very lonely. You know? Mm-hmm. And then like, it's one of those dire situations. Like, it felt like all odds were against you. Mm-hmm. How do you really, what built your, your confidence to know
1: that if I put all my trust in God, he's got this? There's one verse that has always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Luke 137.
0: <laughs> You've been a Luke, girl. Yes. What does it say? What does it
1: say? <laughs> Where nothing's impossible with God. And I was like, so I remember thinking, because I thought it was a challenge for me to like even graduate college. Mm. Just to even do it. Um, that's like a whole other part of me that I feel like only two people know outside of my family. Um, I'm not sure if I'm really ready to share that part of me yet. Okay. But the struggle for me to get into college and the struggle for me to get through college to make it to that day where I walked across that stage, it's been like Luke 137 all the way. Wow. So when I was desperate and I was sitting on that floor, the only thing I could think about is like, okay, so if I'm with you, nothing will be impossible. Like You will make a way for me. Wow. So I thought about that, and I was just like, and that's when I was like, whatever you want me to do, I don't care what it is. So you 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 held on to that
0: that experience that you had with okay, God, you brought me out of college, and that was a horrible
1: experience. Then I know you can do the same with this. Yeah, and so um, so holding on to that and knowing that I've never been in a situation where like I clung to him so much, and I I felt so alone. I was alone with human people, Yeah, but I wasn't alone with him. It was me and him, and that's just like, I could deal with that. That's fine. Um, But it it was strange for me because it was like me kind of against my family Mm. because they want me to do what they want me to do, not so much like I need to live for what God wants me to do. And I wasn't growing, and like I said, I, I was in a box. So I was just believing in him. He'll take me out of that box, which he did. He will put me on the path to where he wants me to be, which he's doing. Yeah. And nothing can fail. Because hmm. i fell failed so many times on my own. <laughs> Without him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've come back and he's making it a lot better. Wow. He's showing me things that I would have never imagined I could do on my own. Because I can't do it on my own. If you had to, it, as we kind of go into um, week two. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, when Victoria talked about bet I won't go it almost seems like maybe your family were saying like I bet you won't go (laughs) like Uh, you're not going nowhere like you staying here
1: (laughs) yeah no I I think that's probably my mom's thought process like she probably thinks like okay I'm gonna say that this is not a place for me to stay but my mom's thinking like she won't leave Mm. she won't do what she thinks she can do it's kind of like when I first moved on my own I told her, I was like, I think it's time for me to face life on my own and not you holding my hand wow. every step of the way. And I remember when I did that, she told me like, okay, when you sign that lease, you're on your own. I'm not helping you. I'm cutting you off. Mm-hmm. And she did that, but I didn't think she, did, she would do it to the extent that she did as far as like, I think she came to visit me once. Um, we didn't talk. Um, there was no communication pretty much the whole year I lived by myself. But it was like... So that was the start of it, like, but I won't go and do something like you raised me to be, or, like, a strong person. But in this aspect, I think she didn't think I would go and do anything. She, I think she's probably still thinking I would go back to her. Because mm-hmm. I kind of did when I left college, like, right after I went back home. But, like, no, I'm even betting myself, like, I'm going wherever God wants me to go. And I'm on I'm at the point now where like no one can take me away from like my path that he has for me. Yeah no one can take me away from like my purpose or anything, no one can even derail me anymore. Like I've had so much of that, like no, I have my binders on, and it's just like me and God. Where do you believe you are going? Where are you going to? (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea where God is taking me. Yeah. But so far, the past, what is it, four months, I've endured so much peace mm. and so much joy that I don't care where he's taking me because, like, it's the best ride ever. Yeah,
0: but um, if you had to, if you had to encourage someone with that part, like, someone's scared to go. And I, and I mean, I could say for myself, we don't make moves till we know what's the next step. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. Like, cause you, I'm, you I'm definitely that person. Yeah, like, I, I want to know what's next. Like, I have to know because, yeah. like, I want to prepare myself. Yeah. And you came home from Texas, girl. Came You're home from back Texas. Packed. Everything, everything was packed. Yes. Um, but God made a way for me, so it's totally fine. I, Jeez. but I think He placed me in the right home. Um, these, these, um, this family that I'm living with—they're so involved in their church. They are leaders. Um. The lady, she's going to school to get her master's so she can like spread the gospel and just nice. just spread the knowledge to people. Like yeah. we pray together, they pray for me, I pray for them. It's just like honestly, like I love it.
0: Really? Yes,
1: this is like a uh, different household kind of completely thing. Completely like different household from what I grew up in. Like I grew up in a Christian household. Don't get me wrong, okay. and I was church every sunday every wednesday and we were out on saturday serving the community so like it wasn't like i didn't know christ but did did we pray together not out loud together i would say did we read the bible together no did we talk about the bible and share stories yes but it wasn't where like i was challenged mm. enough or i wanted to like dive in more or like me and like now her name is janet we talk about God all the time, like, I'll grab, I'll share my personal journal with her, I'll get it out, I'm like, this is what me and God talked about last night, or this is what he's telling me, like, things like that, like, so it's a, it's a whole different thing, but as far as me telling people, it's like, I live my life on the sidelines, but in this situation, God is like, it's kind of like, he kicked me into the game, and like, it's like all or nothing type of thing, so I want people to know, like, just stand and wait Mm -hmm. just go and do it and do we know what it is no but should we trust God absolutely just go and do it so like I lived myself on I lived on the sidelines for so long but I think I felt like I let life pass me by so most of my 20s I feel like I just saw people like achieve so much but I feel like I was just there watching it not going and doing it myself Mm -hmm. but I didn't know how and I feel like I didn't have that push, someone to just like shove me out there, um, even though like my mom did motivate me to do a lot of things and she was that driving factor for me to do college, but I felt like in other aspects as far as like her pushing me and like him like kicking me into the game to like know God, she wasn't that for me. And sometimes it's like your mom can be so much for you, but the one thing that you need the most is not sometimes you can't find it at home. Yeah. You have to find yeah, it somewhere find else. Find it somewhere else, yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is like with this family. So like I would tell people just do it. Yeah. I love how you tied in that. Get in the
0: game, right? Just, just <laughs> do it. Yeah. And and when you get in the game, you'll find out that you're actually kind of prepared for what you're getting ready yes. to face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because what kept you on the sidelines for so long? Fear
1: fear, um, and another thing for me was doubt. Mm -hmm. A lot of the doubt was like, um, a lot that my mom and my sister would tell me, like, oh, you don't make good decisions, or, like, not so much, like, they would tell me I'm not good enough, Mm -hmm. but I felt like I wasn't good enough, like, with how, with the things they would say. Yeah. So, like, I always had doubt in my mind. I always had fear. Even though I was, like, a daredevil and I would want to do things like a normal person wouldn't do, I still had fear, and I feel like, I didn't want to do something that would, like, make me look bad or make my mom look bad. It's mm-hmm. like, well, what is looking bad in, like, God's eyes? Yeah. What is that? Like, yeah. I don't think there's nothing of that magnitude to him. But um, when God kicked, kicked me into the game, I knew the game. I knew how to play the game, and I was ready for the game, and he equipped me with the right equipment. Even though I didn't know it, he knew it. Yeah. And he knew what it was in me. He just had to, like, push me out there to let me know, like, you're ready you for You got it. this. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then the, I think the joy comes, too. It's like this excitement thrill. It's a nervous thing, but you're still confident because you're not relying so much even on yourself any longer, right? Like, you're literally like, God, I'm trusting you wherever it is. I'm going to go with you. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, yes. And as you're going, all of this stuff just starts to come out of you and you start to just blossom. He's like, I knew that was in you the whole time. And you didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. Your family didn't know it or see it. And I mean, when you even... When they get the opportunity to see you again, I, I'm pretty sure they probably won't even recognize. Like, <laughs> No. My mom's going to be like, what has God meant to you? And I'm going to be like, God. God, right. God is all through me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And so when we wrap up with week three, Keen said, "Bet I won't tell somebody. Mm-hmm. What can you say is the benefit to share your story? Why is it important to share your story?
1: Because I'm not the only one going through this someone's story might not be identical to mine but it's similar so like if they hear what i'm going through and knowing that like there is that light at the end of the tunnel or like god is there holding my hand the whole way and he's not gonna let me go then they'll have the courage to just just go i feel like when i say i feel at peace and i wake up every day like i thank god for like just just waking me up it's just there's so much peace that i have in me that i have not endured at all and I love it mm-hmm. and that's something I was like I always wanted um, peace is like peace came from my grandmother mm. I feel like if she I feel like she was a living example of like God and like how we should live and she had so much peace in her and I admired her so much for that and how she lived so freely she didn't worry about anything And I'm getting to the point now where I don't worry about, like, how it is going to be at work. I don't worry about, like, if I don't have enough money after paying all my bills, how I'm going to eat or anything. I don't worry about nothing. Wow. Because God is going to handle everything for me. But the freedom is just, like, knowing that I'm taken care of. Yeah. I don't have to worry about anything. Ah, I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Brie. Right. I mean, for this is. Me.
0: Girl, do you know how long it took for us to make this happen? Oh, <laughs> I. But for you to just be as transparent and as open. Um as many times as we've had these talks and stuff as I can say I commend you Mm -hmm. because some people when they're going through a hard time it's hard for them to share or express and um to even trust people Mm -hmm. you know that by itself is a whole nother conversation we'll have to do a podcast on but um to know who to trust with information or to even like make sure that they're praying with you or keeping you covered and challenging you in the word and checking you like putting your a mirror before you you know and um thank you for being that for someone now like you're sharing pieces that they can look in their life or in their story and they're like you know what and and if they start coming to you
1: at ya girl be ready i'm, I'm open for it i'm open for, i know be one ready. part i didn't share when you said like people checking you the one yeah. thing that struck according me i remember i was telling my small group leader uh, Tori, that. Yeah. A part of me doesn't, didn't want to make the change because I didn't want to leave my family behind. And then she like said to me, do you know how stupid you sound? That you want to hold back just because your family is not where you're at? And when she said that to me, and I'm like, you are so right. Like, um, you're so right. So when people check you, like, don't be upset with them. Take it and just know, like, you need that. Wow. So Yeah. So I thank them. And I thank you thank you
0: well thank you for blessing us with this podcast for those of you who are listening um, if you ever come and you're at the tables with us or if you see Brie and you want to kind of pull her to the side I'm pretty sure she'll be more than open to mm-hmm. share with you more or just pray with you or whatever so the whole premise of what we try to do with conversations for you and what we try to do at YA is literally to let you know you don't have to live life by yourself you don't have to do it alone and it's like what you said Brie um, someone's going through it with two yes. you know and mm-hmm. so it's great to hear someone that's been through what you've been through and can relate and you can lean on each other and connect with each other and pray with each other and yes. so thank you Awesome. Well, we're going to sign out. Thanks so much for listening to Conversations for You. We'll see you soon. Maybe you're looking for a community to maybe do life with. Well, feel free to join us Thursday nights at 7 p.m. in the multi purpose room at Water of Life and if you can't make it on thursday nights you can always check out the sermon series on our youtube channel at wall young adults now here's a lasting thought for you since god wants to grow and strengthen our faith why don't you just say bet and live up to the challenges and walk according to the will that god has for your life